0: I had an opportunity this past week to take a really close look at something that I don't think I ever have, and I know in this particular environment, at least in this country, I don't know how it is in the rest of the world right now, I can only I can only guess, but I know that we are living in a time when it appears and feels like there is a lot of disagreement about the way forward. There are a lot of very differing opinions about what is right and what is to be done. And I'm not even, in in my own experiences, I'm not even speaking about these particular disagreements that are happening at a larger societal level. Although it is helping me to be able to deal with and be able to sit with the uh, the energy of, uh, of of all of this disagreement that uh, seems to be uh, so prevalent right now, and you know the po- the uh, polarization of what's going on. For me, this week, as far as what what allowed me the opportunity to take a closer look at this, was really more at the micro level, just in my own life. And what I'm going to speak about is really about what I am thinking that other people are thinking about me and my thoughts when I disagree very strongly with them and what is interesting about this is is that it's you know it's it's never comfortable and it's never fun to strongly disagree with other people but I also find that it is unavoidable it is this is you know if I'm going to live in the world around other people and you know being in life as it happens where it's happening there are going to be situations where I do sometimes strongly disagree with people that I'm working with with people in my family if I choose to actively to you know have them in my life and be in their lives and friends as well as acquaintances and really just people that I encounter just in day-to-day life and this week I had a Probably two or three situations, it just happened to be one of those weeks. It, it's not like this all the time. But I found myself disagreeing very strongly with people in my life regarding, you know, it doesn't, and actually, it doesn't even really matter what it was about because that's really just the story. Those are just really the details. And if I get lost in what actually happened, then I am really, you know, back in that place where I am completely wrapped up in my own identity about, you know, I'm, I'm completely buying into and finding myself defending my beliefs and my ex- expectations about how things are supposed to, supposed to be. And I know that the easiest thing to do in this case is to give in to that temptation to continue to prevail in some way to argue, you know, to argue for the way that I see things and to, you know, make sure and make, make sure that, you know, other people understand where I'm coming from and what I'm, and I'm not saying that it's wrong or bad to do that. And I know that there are situations where it is, you know, wholly appropriate to do so, but that's not really so much about what I'm speaking about this morning. What I, what I am speaking about this morning is really in regards to the suffering that I cause myself when I forget. And what mindfulness does is it allows me to remember, and this is something that I found that is the most important thing about this, is that whatever thoughts that I have about what other people think of me when I disagree with them, however I feel like they may see me or what they're thinking about me, and also are really just thoughts. And not only that, to take it a step further, whatever it is that I'm thinking that I disagree with is really also just nothing but thoughts. The fact that I disagree with what someone thinks, those are thoughts as well. Those are my own internal reactions. And then to take it even a step further, whatever it is that I disagree with that someone else is saying to me or, or telling me that they believe, those are just nothing more than thoughts as well. And I'm not trying to diminish or be disrespectful about people's opinions. That isn't the idea here. What this is, is it's, it's an opportunity for me to take a deeper look at what is actually going on. And if I can just remember that these are literally my thoughts about what I think someone else thinks about me. Because I think something about something that they think. And then it's turned into a belief for them. So really for all parties involved, this is these are really just notions in our head. They are thoughts. And again, I'm not saying that they should not be cherished if people want to cherish their beliefs and their thoughts. I am, I am certainly no one to, uh, to say that they should do otherwise. And it really at, at a certain level, and I think this is at a different level of consciousness, it doesn't really matter. At all, because what I'm speaking about is really more about what's going on in my head and other people's heads. In other words, this this is at the not not at the level of the content of what people think isn't so important at this level. The beliefs that people have, uh, from you know from a concrete standpoint, don't matter so much. Only because of the fact that I'm looking at this more at the physiological level. In other words, I'm just really speaking about the suffering that I cause for myself or the suffering that other people can cause themselves when they get, when we get so wrapped up in our thinking about what other people think and what other people believe and, and whatever it is that they are verbalizing to us. And it's all of my physiological reactions. It's all those stress reactions and those, you know, when I'm contracting emotionally, when I'm closing my heart to people, At some point, and this is just kind of coming up in the moment, I'm realizing that it's at a certain level, this is really nothing more. You know, when you think about what words really are, and I wasn't really planning on saying this today, but here it is that these, you know, at the end of the day, whatever it is we're verbalizing at a certain level, you know, at another level of consciousness is nothing more than vibrations. It's just sounds. It's just, you know, we're talking. We're, we're trying to convey something that we're thinking. So there again, that also comes back to... It's almost like really taking... It's almost like in a way, it's kind of like you really have to... And I'm not saying have to, but I'm saying at this point... In order for me to really understand what's going on in my own mind... In order for me to become more aware of what my mind is doing... At a certain point, I almost have to kind of flip to... My teacher used to refer to this as channels of consciousness. I have to flip the channel and look at this from a different standpoint. And at some point as I flip that channel, really what I'm doing is I'm finding that it's becoming less personal. And I know that the, the you know when I turn it to lower channels, you know the lower numbers, then it's more personal, it's more about me and who I think I am and my ideas what it is I'm trying to defend because these are my beliefs and my thoughts and I can put a lot of energy into that and then if I'm really putting all this energy into creating all these beliefs and these notions and clinging to them very tightly, then I'm certainly going to defend them and I'm going to always be on alert and be very vigilant for anyone that is questioning what it is that I believe. And again, I'm not saying any of that is wrong, or I'm certainly not saying that people shouldn't do it to, to do that, I'm just basically saying that for me, I've discovered that through mindfulness practice, I've begun to have a different relationship with my own thoughts, with how I react and respond to what other people do and say. And this isn't me, this is available to any of us, this is a practice that uh, has been handed down since ancient times. This is something that even today, as is, is, is modern of a life as we live, it is still very, very possible to utilize this very ancient practice to stop and breathe in and breathe out. And there's d- different meditative techniques that are all really centered around getting the mind and the body in alignment so that I'm not believing everything that I'm thinking about what I'm feeling. I can actually be in my own experiences without getting carried away about what it is that I'm thinking about what is happening. And then even even taking it further, once I begin to believe what I think is happening, and then suddenly I have a position to defend. And then I become, even before that, I become a person who has a position to defend. And so this all gets very complicated, and it does so not only very quickly, but a lot of it also i found over the years practicing mindfulness that a lot of this happens very subconsciously. A lot of this is going on if I and if I'm not aware, if I don't have a practice to be more aware about what my mind is thinking, then I'm going to be more prone to engaging in these mindless habits because I'm not I, I have no way of being aware of them. And that's to me that's one of the most amazing things about being human is our innate ability to not be aware of how we are bracing against other people's, uh, thoughts and opinions and our, you know, and perceived injustices, uh, that are being, you know, that are, that are coming our way, so to speak. And I, I, if I have no I can, it's amazing. I can, I can have all these reactions to what people are doing and saying or not doing or not saying for that matter. And it's amazing how I can do all that very subconsciously, very unconsciously. And be to a certain degree ruled by that. At some point, I'm just basically almost like an automaton that is just doing what I've always done because it's what I've always done. It I react this way whenever someone says something like this to me because that's what I've always done. And if I and I know it's hard once we have if we have responded habitually to certain things happening to us or around us. And the more personal that it gets, it usually tends to cause more suffering because that's that's where that's kind of the edge of where I find myself really trying to uh, defend uh, my own positions, and it's where I, you know, if I cherish my own thoughts and beliefs and my own identity of who I think I am, when that whenever that is challenged, I can find that I basically will contract emotionally, which ultimately is a physical reaction. And then whatever happens in my mind is just more of a manifestation of that physical reaction. So by ta- to me, it really is healing to take a deeper look at this and realize that I really have the ability to, as my teacher and my guru taught me many years ago, to flip to a different channel of consciousness. I can actually get to a place where even if I catch myself in the act of reacting physically to something... Uh, you know, I'm so if I'm so invested in my personality and who I think that I am that I'm going to react and respond that way, that through mindfulness practice I can begin to let go of the needs to cling to these identities so much. And this isn't about, you know, blissing out and, and, and uh, you know getting to a place where I depersonalize where I don't feel like I'm myself anymore. This isn't really about that. This is more about being able to just healthfully question who it is that I think that I am. And, and, and with, and really without the need for answers. And that might be disarming to some to hear that. But what I find is that the less I need answers about who I think that I am, I'm free to just be who I am in any given moment. And what I found is that this week, it really allowed me to see in real time what happens, how easy it is, even after someone like myself, and there again, there's nothing special about me, but even as someone who has practiced mindfulness for, you know, almost three decades, that I still found myself this week getting wrapped up in, you know, when I disagreed with people, and when I, there was not, there were not arguments taking place, but I simply stated, you know, where I was coming from. Other people had their opinions about, you know, what was what was going on and what needed to be done. And when I fi- found myself really strongly disagreeing, I was was kind and loving about it, but there was still this concern about, you know, what were those people thinking about me? And I know that this stuff starts to happen when, at a, at a certain level, you know, I found myself unconsciously worrying about. Uh, whether I, you know, you know, who am I, who am I to have these differing opinions? Who am I to uh, to believe that things need to be a different way? And uh, at some point, it's about really owning. You know, at another level, it's just about owning what I, you know, what I think about things, owning and trusting my own instincts, and feeling empowered enough to speak up. And as long as I'm doing it in a healthy, loving, and respectful way and that I'm am, you know, not going to write people off because we see things differently. And so I found that really not only in my personal life, but this has also allowed me to begin to see that even if I read about and, and while I try not to necessarily immerse myself in a lot of the negativity that's going on, and I'm certainly not going to be speaking about any of that in detail at all uh, because it's just not my area of focus, But if if I find myself being subjected to that, or subjecting myself to secondhand accounts of people in strong disagreement, you know, having really strong opinions, and in in some cases uh, making those opinions known in, in somewhat unloving ways, I can see you know where that really triggers me in some way. I can begin to become aware of the fact that, aha, this, this is, you know, this is, I'm reacting this way because this is hitting a nerve. This is something that's triggering me in a certain way. And it allows me to be able to stop when that, you know, when that happens, if I'm practicing being aware of what my mind is doing, then I'm more likely to be aware sooner that this is happening. And then I'm more likely to not believe everything that I'm thinking about whatever is happening and I'm certainly not. Uh, I'm not as prone to reacting to something in a way where I am just completely immersed in this identity of someone who thinks this and believes this, and then I'm you know willing to have you know any sort of you know argument you know with someone who believes differently. And what I find is is that I can it allows me to be able to see that all these things are just thoughts, and when I can see that. It's much easier for me to remember that it isn't the end of the world if I disagree with somebody. I don't have to, uh, to shrink from view. As long as I am, am loving and respectful and treat people in a loving way, it is possible for me to, uh, to deal with things like this. But I know that if I forget that these are really just, at the end of the day, these are really just thoughts in my head. These are really just notions in my head, that you know, I'm I'm believing that I'm someone who thinks this, and if that's the case, then I'm going to, if I really see myself with that identity, I'm going to do everything I can to keep that identity solid, and to uh, to be able to allow myself to preserve that, and the cost in to do that, what I find is is that mindfulness is also illuminated for me how much suffering I cause myself. When I have to continue to overthink things and overanalyze things and contract emotionally and close my heart, because I can't be I can't be caught I can't be caught up in loving other people unconditionally if I'm busy defending a position or if I'm busy protecting my identity, and uh, that is really the most imp- one of the most important things and one of the most important areas in which mindfulness has helped me to be able to be with other people who see the world differently. Because we all are just individuals who see it however we see it. And if I can remember that the way people see the world, including myself, are just thoughts and just notions. Not to diminish them, not to disrespect them in any way. But just to remember that that's that's what these things are. That they really, at the end of the day, are not as scary as I have to believe, as I've sometimes believed that they are. And that my thoughts about what other people think about me, they're again... If I'm really wrapped up in that, then I'm just causing difficulty for myself. And to know that I don't have to do that is very healing.